This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. It's not magic, it's nature. You hear me say that a lot. As anyone who ventures down our tinted road knows, one of the great inevitables of using botanicals in our aquariums is the appearance of biofilms. You know, those scuzzy, nasty-looking threads of goo which make their appearance in our tank shortly after the immersion of the botanicals, much to the chagrin of many. Biofilm. Even the word conjures up an image of something that you really don't want in your tank. Something dirty, yucky, potentially detrimental to your aquarium's health. It's not. Really. However, let's be honest with ourselves here. The damn dictionary definition is not going to win over many haters. Biofilm is defined as a thin, slimy film of bacteria that adheres to a surface. Some charming and commonly encountered examples of biofilm include plaque that forms on teeth and the slime that forms on surfaces in water. Shit, really? Yeah, add to this the fact that it's not the best-looking stuff that you could find in an aquarium, and well, yeah, its reputation precedes it, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess that's the definition that we have to run with here. Look, we've long maintained that the appearance of biofilms and fungi in your botanicals and wood is, are to be celebrated, not, you know, loathed or feared. And they represent a burgeoning emergence of life, albeit one in its lowest and perhaps most unpleasant-looking forms, and that's really a big deal. Biofilms form when bacteria adhere to surfaces in some form of watery environment and begin to excrete a slimy, glue-like substance consisting largely of sugars that can stick to all kinds of materials, such as, well, in our case, botanicals. It starts with a few bacteria taking advantage of the abundant and comfy surface that, you know, seeds, pods, and leaves, and so forth, and even driftwood offer. And the early adapters put out the welcome mat for other bacteria by providing more diverse adhesion sites, like a matrix of sugars that hold the biofilm together. Since some bacteria species are incapable of attaching to a surface on their own, they often anchor themselves to the matrix or directly to their buddies who arrived at the party first. Not long ago, uh, Tannen's creative director, Johnny Sadi, coined the term that works really well for this. He called this period of time when the biofilms emerge and your tank starts sort of coming alive. He calls it the bloom it's a very appropriate term and one that conjures up a beautiful image of nature unfolding in our aquariums your miniature aquatic ecosystem blossoming before your very eyes the real positive takeaway here biofilms are a sign that things are working right in your aquarium a visual indicator that natural processes are at work helping forge your you know to forge your tank's ecosystem i recently had a discussion with a friend alex frankie you know the guy that designs our cool enamel pins about this very topic. His beautiful agarape-themed aquarium, which we've shared some pictures of, is starting to bloom with the biofilms and sediments working together to create a stunning, very mature look. And Alex is a hardcore, this is an interesting thing, he's a hardcore aquascaper, you know, one of those planted tank kind of guys. And to see him marveling and rejoicing in the bloom of biofilms and detritus in his tank is really remarkable for me. He gets it. And it turns out that our love of biofilms is truly is shared by some people who really appreciate them as food. Shrimp hobbyists. 
Yeah, these people, you know who you are, go out of their way to cultivate and embrace biofilms and fungi as a food source for their shrimp. And that's pretty cool. They get it. And this makes perfect sense because they're abundant in nature, particularly in habitats where shrimp naturally occur, which are typically filled with botanical materials, fallen tree trunks, decomposing leaves, all that kind of stuff. A perfect haunt for biofilm and fungal growth. Nature celebrates the bloom, too. There's something truly remarkable about natural processes playing out in their aquariums as they've done for eons in nature. Remember, it's all part of the games, the game here with the botanical-influenced aquarium. Just understanding and accepting and celebrating the bloom is all part of that mental shift towards accepting and appreciating a more natural-looking, natural-functioning aquarium. It's the price of admission, if you will, along with the tinted water, the decomposing leaves, etc., the metaphorical dues that you pay, which ultimately go hand-in-hand with the envious oohs and ahas that other hobbyists who admire your aquarium for the first time will give you. The reality to us as armchair biologists is that the presence of these organisms in our aquarium is a it's beautiful to us for many reasons. It's not only a sign that our closed microcosms are functioning well, but they, that they are, in their own way, providing for the well-being of its inhabitants, an abundance created by this bloom of biofilm. The mental stretches that we ask you to make to accept these organisms and their appearance really require us to look at the wild habitats from where our fishes come from and reconcile with our you know, century-old aquarium hobby standards or idealizations of what nature and therefore our natural aquariums actually look like. Sure, it's not an easy stretch for most people. It's likely not everybody's idea of attractive, and you no doubt freak out snobby contest judges with a tank full of biofilms and fungi, but to most of us, we should take great delight in knowing that what we're providing our fishes with is an extremely natural component of their ecosystem, the benefits of which have really never been studied in the aquarium in depth because we've been too busy siphoning this stuff out looking for ways to remove the stuff instead of watching our fishes feed on it and our aquatic you know, environments benefiting from it. We've had it all wrong, in my opinion. It's okay, though. We're starting to come around. Like, welcome to planet Earth. Yet, there's always those doubts, and some of us are not willing to sit by and watch the slime take over, the fight the fact, despite the fact that we know it's okay. What I say to you is celebrate the bloom. Blurring the lines between nature and the aquarium from an aesthetic sense, at the very least, and in many respects from a functional sense as well, proves just how far hobby, you know, we as hobbyists have come, how good you are at what you do, and how much more you can do when you turn to nature as an inspiration and embrace it for what it is. The same processes which occur on a grander scale in nature also occur on a micro scale in our aquariums, and we can understand and embrace these processes rather than resist or even revile them as an essential part of the aquatic environment. Enjoy, observe, rejoice. Celebrate the bloom. Meet nature where it is. Stay excited. Stay bold. Stay inspired. Stay humbled. Stay fascinated. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.